and we're live. What's going on, people? It's the Real Talk Real Walk episode, and we no, it's not. It's the Real Talk Real Walk podcast, and we are back again <laughs> with you another episode. Let's go. Another episode of Chat to Me Nice, or don't chat at all. Another episode where we got a special guest in the house. Clink, clink. <laughs> Another episode where Aura's gonna heal you from all of your mix-ups and drama. Every time. <laughs> Another episode where Aura's DMs are open. So if you Nobody want healing and deliverance. Anyway. <laughs> Another episode where we are here to disturb your Spotify, SoundCloud, or your Apple. Back with myself, Gabs. And Jigga Aura. And Ema's not here today. But we got a special guest in the house. Special guest in the building. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, bro. No, you can't do that to him. Wait, no. Actually, let's see. Actually, right, let's... actually let me no, introduce no, him. I'll introduce him. I'll introduce him. All the way from Dubai, Abel Qatar. <laughs> oh, here we go. He's six foot five. <laughs> oh, my God. The ladies, man, but he's taken. <laughs> but we're not here to release that news yet. Well, clearly we are. Because <laughs> that was news to me. He's a head of Swirly Gang, <laughs> associate pastor of Christian Twitter. <laughs> His money is long. <laughs> we got our boy John in the house. Welcome, broski. What's good, people? Rather bury the Barry White voice. I hear it, man. People, I hear it. I hear it. Coming out. Nah, yeah, it's cool. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. We're going to go straight into it, yeah? we got some... Uh, I'm sure the listeners are thinking, raw. you got John on there. It's going to be juicy. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got that right. It's definitely going to be juicy. Do you know how long I've wanted to speak to John about this? But before we get into the topic, before we get into the into the gist, we're going to um, get John warmed up, as we always do with all of our special guests. We've got the quick hot fire questions. Only 10 questions, nothing too serious, nothing too personal. You ready? Let's go. First one, Old Testament or New Testament? New Testament. <laughs> Would you rather be away from your wife for a month or stop ministry for six months? Stop ministry for six months. Oh, okay. That's cute. <laughs> or a, or a <laughs> love, love, love. I really do love love. <laughs> Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Active date night or formal date night? Active date night. I swear, yeah. You're not really... It's like an activity, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not into the, the Benny Harness, the Novikovs. You done that when you're 21, innit? You're over it. I was that mom. I was broke at 21. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. Uh, read minds or go back in time. Oof. Read minds. You. Did you say you? Yeah. Why? Because most of the time, what someone's thinking is worse than what they're saying. So I never want to know. I hear it. I hear it. But then you can know if they're full of rubbish or not. Yeah, that makes you like. It makes it easier yeah, to interact with people. Yeah, but if you're good. Judge a character, you'd know that anyway. <clears throat> Sorry, you're a little. <laughs> Uh, Sunday service or midweek Bible study? Midweek Bible study. I knew he was going to say that, man. <laughs> you like theology, I hear it. Midweek. Jollof rice or fried rice? When cooked well, wow. fried rice. But yeah, I saw some normally, jollof. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. If you was on death row, what would your final three-course meal be? Three-course meal. Good question. Um... You're going for start. I'd have apple crumble. I know I'd have apple crumble with custard for dessert. Yeah. Correct. The other two, I don't know. What's your What's your main meal? I like I like Chinese, but then Chinese with apple crumble sounds a bit weird. So I don't know. <laughs> you see, I don't go out to. You can tell I don't go out yeah, to. Yeah, really. <laughs> and then lastly, short term investments or long term investments? Long term, of course. Right, <laughs> of course. Because you get more money in the long term. I can't wait that long, man. We yeah, were literally talking about this yesterday. And usually most That's things that are short-term investments aren't great. <laughs> we say? Short-term investments tend not to be that great. Get rich. Oh, you lot are rich, actually. I just remembered who, who I'm on the podcast I'm with. rich in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> if I was rich, I'm rich, bro. <laughs> I'm actually very rich in Jesus' name. <laughs> Me too. I'm trying to be rich, bro. I'm trying to be rich quick. <laughs> so am I. But anyway, um, we could chat about money another day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here <laughs> on we a, go. On another series, another episode. We keep screaming it, but one mm. day we will. Right, so today we are going to talk about Christian Twitter and Swirly Gang, yeah? Mm. And I've been waiting to chat to John for the longest time, for the <laughs> longest minute ever. Had him on social for a little while now, but I thought, you know what, there's a, there's a better place and a better time to obviously have this conversation and that place being on a podcast. But for time, John, I've been waiting to chat to you, man. I've been waiting, even before we obviously followed each other on social media. I won't lie, I used to see your tweets. I used to think you're the scam of the earth. 
Yeah, I used to think this guy, what a snob. Why does he treat like this? He used to follow, he used to, he's got like thousands of followers, he used to follow like 10 people. Like that's, that's I have 2K I followers now. And that's the most I've had, so don't listen to it. But you'll follow like 46. <laughs> <laughs> and that already, that yeah. already screams ass Gabriel. That's giving bad vibes, I can't lie. <laughs> and then his tweets is very like, he's a clever boy. You know the individuals that try to be smart with words and it's all that stuff. Do we do? Anyway, it's all good. <laughs> and I used to think, right, he really thinks he's that guy. So why'd you follow him? Shall I be honest? Go on. Do you want the honest truth? Honest truth. The, the honest truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you bought over a Mori hat and I said, rah, all right, I'll follow you. <laughs> oh, that's you. actually so sweet. I'm a sweet guy, that's what I put it. Well, no, it's sweet on his behalf to be buying it. No, badly. I couldn't believe it. I, I messaged somebody, I can't remember who, but I went to gossip to someone. <laughs> I said, rah, your friend John, this is a surprise. <laughs> Me and him don't. Was it, was oh, it Oye? Nice. Was it who? Was it Oye? Or F? F, um, F what? I can't remember who. I feel like I saw, or maybe Manny. It might have been FY, it might have been Tommy, someone. Someone. I went to someone and I was just like, right, is everything okay there? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I said, no, nah, I'm going to follow this guy. I follow him. He's, he's legit. He's legit. Even though he didn't follow many people, I said, you follow me back. Don't worry. I, I know actually that did, one. though. I did. And I thought, right, he bought a hat. I said, yeah, no. Nah, Why did you do that? Why do you not follow many people? That's such a weird vibe. I just follow who I want to follow, yeah. Which is a fair point. Clean. I hear it, man. What, even, do you not follow people that you know personally as well? Do you do that? Of course he doesn't. There's no, no, no most people, like, I've, of my following list, there's very few people I don't know. If, you, if I it... follow you and I don't know you, No, you but if, you, if someone list. knows you... He doesn't follow back. Yeah, absolutely. you don't follow back. And that's such a bad vibe. I'm what? sorry. No, I, it's so it depends, smelly. No, it depends on how I know you. It's so smelly, <laughs> It depends on, like, the degree to which I know you. If you know it through social media. Let's say you go to the same church. It's hard to relate. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll no, because the judges I have tend not to have young people. Actually, oh. <laughs> um, honestly, like I don't. I feel, I feel like most people that follow me, I don't know personally. I might, I might have, I might know them now, mm. but that's because I've met them in person after. Oh, after Twitter. time. But like most yeah, people, yeah, no. most people that follow me, I don't know. I hear it, man. You don't have to know. follow everyone. You don't. You actually don't. Some people just be tweeting rubbish. But I them. tend to follow people that I have met or know personally. I hear it. Do you like their tweets and stuff? And their posts? Depends on... Not as in double tap, like, as in do you appreciate what they talk about? Yeah, most of the time. Oh, that's right. But to be honest, I don't... I really don't take social media that seriously. Like... You do. Sometimes you do. do, I do in the sense that, like, what I tweet, I take seriously. But in terms of what other people tweet, I really don't... Like, it's not that deep to me. Like, it's not personal. (laughs) Uh, it depends on what you want out of your socials, though. Like, I'm just I go there on, for the vibe. I go on Twitter to laugh. Yeah, I'm literally yeah. just so there the people for the I follow, I like my TLs. My TLs are funny. Yeah. And also, I, I actually funny. like a lot of people I follow, even if I don't agree, I like their tweets because I like the, the way they think and it makes okay. me see a different perspective sometimes. Yeah, I think you said this before, to be fair. Yeah. So not everyone that I will follow is going to be somebody whose tweets that I'm like, I love to engage with. But I read it and be like, hmm, that's interesting. I've never thought about that before. I hear it. Getting educated, I hear it. I think you do take Twitter quite seriously then, if that's the case. No, but when I say I don't take it that seriously, in terms of, like, it doesn't... It's not where I really form my relationships and it's not a reflection of my relationship with somebody just because I follow them or just because I don't follow them. Mm, I hear it. I I'd hear say it. I'm the same mm, with that last point. You also don't really follow people. I follow enough people. <laughs> as long as you follow enough people, you know. You go on Twitter to laugh. If some people are not funny, it's getting to the point of following them. Yeah, like, there's no point having someone it's on Twitter and then you're muting their tweets because it's yeah, just like, oh, yeah. I see it. I've muted no. quite a few people as well, to be fair. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I like, rarely <clears throat> mute people. I rarely block people. Like, I'm just there for the vibe. There for vibes. If I don't like it, I don't engage with it. It's not that, like, it's actually not that serious to me. No, I mute, man. Some people annoy me, man. No, it's not. It's, it's literally muting. never, ever that serious. Uh, some people just get muted. I follow some people back out of respect. Yeah, I do have a few people like that as well. I'm not going to lie. And then people, <laughs> some of them get muted. To... <laughs> generally speaking, it's not that deep. Like... When when I was in the heat of Swirly, because obviously, well, I guess we'll talk about it, but before I was Swirly, I was like just super Christian to a charismatic normal. And then my theology started to change. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to break the relationship I had with certain people. So it was very much, I could tell that they probably muted me. Oh, okay. Which were these people Christian to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Why did they mute you? Because it's what I started to tweet. What oh, wait, when, you hit, when you came with Swirly? Yeah. Oh, I got you, I got you. We'll get into it. Yeah, this is, this is a good segue. I think I It's think a good segue, start. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What's Swirly, John? Talk to us about <laughs> Swirly, man. 
I'm sure most people listening they know what Swirly Gang is. Talk so to I, me about I Swirly. You know, gang. I didn't even come up with the name. Surprising. Um, I didn't come up with the name. So I basically I ran a fellowship from summer 2019 due to September last year, and at the fellowship. Was this fellowship closed at uh, platform? <laughs> yeah, the Grace platform. Yeah. Um. So I was running that, and then I would just. I've always been. On Twitter, I've always tweeted my thoughts. It's not been like a, it's just been whatever. It's just that the nature of what my thoughts were now, because people have been following me before. So like, I used to roll with L Blackman a lot. I mean, I still, that's my guy, but mm. I used to like, he, his fellowship, I was always like there helping out in leadership, I guess. So a lot of people knew me for that and they followed me for that stuff. Mm. So then when my, when the content on my tweet started to change, people were starting to be like, and then they would engage and I'd respond, blah, blah, blah. So my fellowship, I would just be running a fellowship. Normally, it was like a Bible study. Um, <clears throat> I think we ran for two hours. I'd teach for an hour. Then we'd do Q&A for an hour. Um, and some of the guys that came from before we became swirly, as it were, um, they had this soaking. You know what soaking is, right? Like the music. Yeah. Yeah. But you so can explain. Was, so soaking yeah, music is like, I guess like, it's like Christian meditation music. Yeah. I guess that's what I call it. Under 25. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Christian meditation music. And one of the guys that we used to listen to back before we, our theology changed, he, like the name of one of his soaking tracks on YouTube had the word swirly in it. Mm. So I was teaching one day and mm. I said something and they were like, oh, that's swirly. Literally, out of nowhere, he was like, that's swirly. And I was like, where'd you get that from? He's like, oh, from this video. Mm. And then literally after that, it just kind of picked up. So I didn't come up with it. Mm. Um, but then when everything kind of started to gain traction, I was like, you know, let me just run with this. It's easy It's easy to market and brand it, as it were. So it's really a collection of a group of people. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say the, I'd say the core, there were four core members, as mm. it were. Um, and then a couple other ones that weren't really in the spotlight. So I when we did our podcast, I think I did it with the four main people and we did another one with someone else mm. but we didn't release that episode so talk to me about this pivot from like the grace platform to swirly gang so i was running both simultaneously it's just that swirly picked up more traction so before so Earl ran a fellowship called the mansion from mm. 2017 to 19 and i was part of that and then kind of out of nowhere he's like god has told me to end this fellowship and i was like right and I didn't feel like it should have ended. Mm. At the same time, I had come into a different understanding of the gospel and stuff. So the segue kind of made, it just kind of made sense to transition. Like people will tell you that that last month of the mansion, I was very much not trying to start a fellowship. Mm. But other people had actually been telling me, like my my godfather, who was my spiritual father that I lived with, even saying, you know, it shouldn't end. Something should happen. Mm. You might need to step up, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so yeah, I was, I was running the fellowship, inviting people, whatever, whatever. And then it was, I was just using Twitter the same way I'd normally use it, tweeting my thoughts, engaging with people and what they said, but it wasn't conventional. So it kind of, it got knee jerk reactions. Mm. But what's interesting though, is that the kind of stuff that I was getting, cause when I first started the fellowship, I remember everybody was like, John's gone off. People went to oh, people went to <laughs> oh, I had to go to my godfather to talk mm. like I'm concerned because mm. the number of people coming to me right now. Da, da, da. But the kind of stuff that they were coming to him about compared to what we would finally say in a year later is crazy to me. Mm. <laughs> is, your, um, is this uh, godfather popular? No, he's not. Well, uh, so he's past well, Doctor Pastor Jonathan Aloyde. Um, oh yeah, he runs National the, Day of Prayer. Um, Global Day of Prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he would have come to. You still go to. I do not. So yeah, but he would have come there. You would have yeah, seen him there. That's why I know his name. Um, I think he's he's married to Auntie Abby. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've got family friend connection. Oh, is it? I used to live with them. I used to live with them in that time. Oh, nice. Are you still under him? Is he no. still? Oh, he's my godfather. Like it's family connection, but it's not. The, I don't think the spiritual connection is there like it was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do you have um anyone you're under? Any covering? No, 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 no. I'm not in ministry, so to me, it's just like, so... I know it's, oh, <laughs> you know why? Yeah? <laughs> why did you say like that? Do you know why? Yeah? Because when Swirly was happening, obviously, so many people are against Swirly, innit? 
People used to come and say, ah. Oh, well, they're not under anyone. Yeah, they're not under no one. They don't yeah. even have a church. They don't go to church. Use their leaders. This is why these young ones are running helter skelter. <laughs> they're running wild because they've got no covering. So then when he said spiritual father, I'm thinking, oh, okay. Maybe yeah, this yeah. Is- but So the Zoom debates that we had, he came on on the other side. To debate against you? Yeah. Okay, so, so, so tell me why this um, Swelly Gang, their theology or their beliefs were so quote-unquote unconventional. Like, what is it? What was the foundation of your beliefs? So it started off... Um, by the way, these are John's beliefs, yeah? These are John's <laughs> beliefs. No, I'm intrigued because I'm here. This is a learning experience for me. So I'm very much like, I have no opinion. But we can mm. get into it. We can talk about it and we can we can see what we can discuss what we stand I mean, we can maybe debate theology <laughs> in another time. <laughs> no, but we can talk about his beliefs. Oh, okay, okay, like okay. We should... I'm just saying this for the listeners before listeners start looking, thinking, oh, mm, start questioning their salvation because <laughs> of what John is saying. Let's no, talk about it. I think I, I think I know where we're going with this. So let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, so so I was super charismatic. Like, if I go in, I go in. So um, I remember, I guess, the final straw. So, in fact, no, a lot of people don't. They might, I don't know if you were around kind of 2016, 17, but on Christian Twitter, there was a group called KF, Kingdom Family. And they were like a group of young people based in like Ghana. They, I think it started right. in Ghana with this guy called Alec. They were, he was the exact same thing. Mm. And I remember then arguing against them the same way that people would argue against me. Okay. They're off. And I wasn't trying to hear anything. And I had a friend called Chelsea who was in that. And we were cool. So she would tell me the stuff that they would believe. And I was like, no, that's, that's not right. Da, 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 da. And then she gave me this book called Mystical Union by this guy called John Crowder. And all they used to, like, every topic they would bring up, if anybody asked a question, they'd always send a John Crowder video. And I was like, you mm. guys worship that guy. I'm not trying to hear it. I have no interest. I don't want to hear anything. So I'd refuse, flout, refuse to read the book. And then I discovered a guy called Curry Blake in 2018 because I was really, really big into healing the sick. Like, I really wanted to see miracles. Like, well, I say it's not that I wanted to see miracles, but I want, like, there were sick people that weren't getting healed, but when I read my Bible, they're getting healed. It's like, mm-hmm. there's a disconnect. So Curry Blake ran... Well, he runs John G. Lake Ministries. John G. Lake's like one of these God's Generals guys. And Curry was basically like, John G. Lake, most, if you, I don't know if you've read God's Generals, but mm. the book is quite, it's almost depressing to read because mm. everybody starts off amazing. They're doing amazing stuff. And then by I the end, something takes them out. It's always a madness. Sorry to interrupt, guys. I know you're enjoying the episode. The episode is sick, I promise you. But I just have a special, special announcement. i got to get off my chest right now. But first of all, where's my manners? God damn. Merry Christmas, guys. I hope you had a good one. I hope you ate. I hope you drank and all of that good stuff. Have a great new year as well. But yes, back to this announcement, and then I'll let you get on with the episode. Real Talk, Real Walk wants to celebrate four years. So we would have reached four years of podcasting in a couple of months. So we want to celebrate. What a great way to celebrate. Thanks for everyone that's been rocking with us all this time but yeah so we're going to be celebrating four years with a special special games night but it's a games night with a twist it's a games night slash arcade party have you ever done two in one listen it's going to be non-stop vibes it's a games night with a twist on sunday the 26th of february i repeat that's sunday the 26th of february at four quarters in hackney wick in east london i know you all love a games night i know christian love games so i thought why not better for us to do this but in style we're gonna have big j on the decks obviously spinning the greatest tunes i know you people love your afro beats and you love all of the music so we're going to be playing all of the music. I don't forget, he's going to be running some Kurt Franklin, Stomp and Revelator, Revolution. Wow, Gab's English. He's going to be running up the rhythms today anyway. We've also got Chipolo who's going to be performing. Obviously, he released his album not too long ago. So he's going to be running out some great tunes. Now, I've not posted the link online just yet because I want you lot, our faithful listeners, to be able to buy the tickets first. So go ahead. Go quick. It's going to be in the Twitter and Instagram bio. Um, so go on Twitter, go on our Twitter, go on our Insta and start getting your tickets. It's out now. As you're listening to this episode, the tickets are out now. Get them quickly because I'm going to start posting online in about a week or two. So get yours now. Back to the episode. But Kari was like, John G. Lake was able to teach people to move in what he was moving in. Mm. So it wasn't just one person and it died with him, which is what happened with a lot of them. It was other people were able to do the same thing. I was like, all right, if they can replicate it, cool. Mm. And I remember the first, someone sent us, my friend and I, 
one of his teachings. And I was like, at the point I was like, you know, I'm listening. I, I haven't heard of this guy. And I've usually, I've heard of everybody. Benny Hinn, Bill Johnson, did it. I've gone to see mm. them all. So I was like, I haven't heard of this guy. So, you know, let me just, let me see what he's saying. And I remember scrolling through the YouTube comments and one of the comments was like, oh, this teaching was really helpful. It helped me raise someone from the dead. And I mm. said, okay, get my attention. So I loaded the whole thing up and listened. <laughs> and I remember, I remember listening and thinking, this guy sounds like that John Crowder guy, you know. The kind of stuff he's saying sounds like what these lot used to say mm. how many years ago. So I, I was digesting his teaching for maybe like six, seven months um, from like 2018 summer. And then I went to Jesus 18. So Jesus conference was run by Michael Kudianos and it had like all of the generals of today, mm. the Todd Whites, your, well, in like the charismatic circle, Daniel Kalenda, who now runs uh, CFAN, which was Reinhard Bonke's ministry. Benny Hinn would be there. Heidi Baker, Randy Clark, all those people will be there. Mm. And I remember going to that conference and I was like, if it doesn't happen here, then this theology isn't it. Then mm. I have to go with what Curry's saying because mm. if it's not, if it's not here. And I remember there were so many things I saw at that conference that I was just like, it's not here. Oh, like, I remember, what, what I, have, I have a lasting image in my head. There were, two th- there were two things that annoyed me. So Benny Hinn had a, had a session. And I don't know if you've ever seen Benny Hinn, but you haven't seen sick people until you go to a Benny Yeah, Hinn but service. a lot of people, like, I feel like everyone knows kind of like Benny Hinn is on the verge of problematic. No, no. So, so he, <laughs> like, but like for me, because I went to see Curry the next year and Curry, the way Curry ran his thing, I was like, that's how it should be done. But I remember that the kind of, I've like, I pray for sick people on the street all the time. Like I used to do that all the time. Mm. So I've seen sick people, but the kind of sick people that will come to see Benny Hinn are people like on machines that it's like, they may not make it to tomorrow. They're oh, wow. here like last, yeah, like, you can see, like, yo, this person needs a miracle. Mm. And I remember, instead of Benny him praying for any of them or calling them out to lay hands on them, Benny prayed for, like, the kids of all the ministers that were backstage. And I was just like, are, are you all right? <laughs> I was actually, I was, well, I was, few, I just remember, I remember looking around and thinking, and obviously everybody's there to receive, everybody mm. there, they need him, and he's just not praying. For, I'm thinking, and then I think maybe it was all the anointers in the room, stand up or whatever. And I was just like, that's not, no, mm, mm. that was one thing. The other thing was this guy called Randy Clark, who uh, I've got the name of his ministry now, but he's like a evangelist. Or he runs a mission, like he runs a missionary sort of thing. Mm. Same thing, losing a lot of miracles. And I remember he's really big on impartation. That's his thing. He was huge, huge on on impartation. And there was like, you know, it's time for impartation. Everybody rushes forward because we all want to see the signs, wonders mm. in our ministries, <laughs> whatever. Um. And the lasting image I have in my head is there's too many people for him to pray for and mm. he doesn't have enough time to pray for everyone. Mm. So I remember him, he's leaving, he's walking off and I just remember everybody's hands out on the stage just kind of hoping to touch him. Mm. And I remember that picture was just in my head and I was like, something's wrong with this picture. Mm. So I was like, you know, I don't think what I'm looking for is going to be yeah. in this charismatic side of things. So let me, let me fully take in this Curry Blake guy and what he's saying. I'm assuming he's reformed. No, he's still pretty charismatic, but it's like, it's not as out there as those guys. Okay. Um, and he used to talk about a guy called E.W. Kenyon. So I went and studied E.W. Kenyon and read his books and stuff. Um, and he's actually kind of the father of the Word of Faith movement. E.W. Kenyon is. They've taken a lot of his teachings and distilled it to, into that camp. Um, so I was consuming their content. <laughs> <clears throat> and the more I read it, the more I was like, this sounds like those KF guys. Mm. It's really, really sound. You know what? You might start taking him. Let me go. Let me go read this mystical union book. <laughs> let me see, because it, it might not be as off as I thought it was. So I remember I went and read it. I think it's in the book. There were two books I read in that period. And I think one of the first lines in the book is something like, when you hear the word gospel, do you think of the word fun? Mm. And he said, if your answer is no, you haven't heard the gospel properly. And I thought, I don't think of the word fun. Like, it's, it hit me. Mm. And I thought, oh, okay. So I remember reading the book, and it was like, wow. Okay. And so from there, my theology started to change. And then I found uh, this blog by this guy called Paul Ellis. And what was it called? Escape to Reality. That's what it's mm. called. Escape to Reality. Um, and he had loads of articles on all sorts of topics. And the one, I don't know if it was a particular article, but I remember he brought up second Corinthians five verse 19 and that changed my life. 
when it was God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, mm. not imputing or counting people's sins against them, imputing trespasses against them. Mm. And he was like, we tend to preach the gospel as come to Jesus and then he'll forgive you. Mm. It was like the gospel is you've already been forgiven, so come to Jesus. Mm. And that switch for me was like, whoa. Mm. Because those are the it see it sounds small because I've had these conversations with people for that. Like, no, it's the same thing. I'm like, it's not the same thing. Mm. Because the kind of God that requires you to do something first before he makes his move, versus the God that has already done everything and then you in your response you do something with two mm. different people. Mm. So that was kind of the first domino. No, that's essentially the beginning of the came after. Calvinism yeah. I have a question. anyway. <laughs> do you believe in the Trinity? I'm super Trinitarian. Okay. Maybe there's rumours that was out there. <laughs> no. So there, were people, there, no the there, were, there were other people that didn't believe in the Trinity. I was very All much. within the camp. Yeah, so it was the fallout was interesting. So there were, there were a lot of people in 2020, no, in 2019 and early 2020 that used to fight us. Mm. And then they started to believe the same thing themselves in the summer of 2020. Later on in when the year... When you say these people used to fight, who used to fight you, John? Uh, my brother Bills, me and him are cool now, but Bills used to... Bills was an antagonist. Mm. Ah, <laughs> oh, that guy. I, 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 were you friends when you were fighting? Or no, I didn't know him. So it was genuinely fighting online? Yeah, I didn't know him. He, I would tweet something, I'd just get a quote tweet. What I would do to people, he would do to me. <laughs> so I'd, get, I'd just get his quote tweet. But mm. what annoyed me was like, yeah, but you're not right. Like, <laughs> you're just saying stuff. Yeah. Um, but what happened was it was interesting. Some Because they had, there were a few of them, I think maybe they all went to different Bible studies or the same Bible study, I don't know. Mm. But they were clearly a group because they all used to do the same thing. Mm. They all used to come and they would indirect a lot and whatnot. And then, I don't know what happened, but there were two of them in particular that mm. somehow warmed up to what we were saying. Not from us, though. They didn't want to hear it from us. It mm. was someone else had preached the same thing and they were like, oh. And then they clocked. Mm. This is what these lot teach. And then they their whole group started to believe it. Within that group, some of them started to not be Trinitarian. But because what they said and what we said was the same thing, that's probably why people. But the other people in Swirly, other other members of Swirly believe in the Trinity. <laughs> so all of Swirly believes in the Trinity. Yeah, we have like it's it's, it's our our theology. I say ours. Oh, I don't know what they believe anymore. We we can get into, but mm. like the theology we had at the time was very broad from all streams. So oh, like okay, okay. a lot of what we believed was like early Orthodox, mm. like early early. Did like, everyone believe in what you believe in? Was there any discrepancies within the camp? Um, because clearly you you're the group leader, isn't it? Yeah, leader <laughs> of the group, sure. Um, I don't know. So, so the thing is, and I I know that people would have perceived it this way that like, oh, these are just following John, whatever John says. But mm. like, they weren't there. I remember a particular discussion that we had. We had a six hour call where I was telling them I don't believe that God has ever killed anyone, and obviously the Bible says God killed the dead, and I was like, God doesn't kill. God mm. has never killed. And it was a six hour. The same swirly people were saying, mm-hmm. no way, no way. What about this verse? What about oh, this wow. verse? What about this verse? So like, there was a lot of that. It was mm. like, they didn't just believe it. Oh, John said, all right, that's cool. They mm. would fight me on what I've said. Okay, okay. There was a lot of that. Mm. Um, so yeah, there was like, it wasn't like I said anything and everybody went with it. It yeah. was very much like the same thing that would happen on a TL would happen, but on FaceTime. Mm. Talk to me about you lost influence. I, I actually don't know. Um, because I remember, I remember COVID and you lot had people mm-hmm. on there till like 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. on Zoom. I, I did see 300 yeah, people on Zoom. I didn't even know you could get that many people in a Zoom call. Yeah, <laughs> we had to buy like an up, we had to upgrade our package to fit the number of people in the room. Jeez. We had to upgrade it live. Um, I genuinely don't know how that happened. So I know how it happened, but I don't know how it happened. Yeah. Because Tyrone, Tyrone Jr. went live on Instagram and... I think Earl was on live first and then Earl saw me in the comments was like, oh, you should jump on. So I jumped on. Is it Zoom, yeah? Yeah, no, this is Instagram Instagram live. Okay, okay. And then Tyrone, because a lot of these people knew behind the scenes what I believed. Mm. So I think he hinted at something and then I said flower on the live, God doesn't kill. Mm. And then the comments were like, wait, what? (laughs) And Apostle Elijah was on that live. Yeah. So he was like, wait, what? No, we need to have a discussion now. So this is like... Chanak? yeah. Okay. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this is Easter Sunday, midnight, midnight going into the Sunday. Um, we need to jump on, or well, we can't do it here, so let's all jump on Zoom. 
So we mm. jumped on Zoom that Eastern midnight. Mm. Um, and there were maybe like 80 of us on the call. Jeez. It was funny. It was like, we were on there for hours, just mm. having a discussion, whatever. And it was really funny. Like, it was a funny Zoom. That was back when Zoom bombing used to happen. Do you remember that? It's like oh, you'd be in the yeah, Zoom room, someone to, would hijack yeah. the screen and put whatever up. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember we were having a discussion. I remember messaging, oh, I was like, yo, well, on Zoom, you should jump on. And then someone hijacked the room and put porn on the screen. Yeah, I remember those days. So, so oh, I just remember oh, messaging me like, yeah, I just jumped on. I saw porn, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped back off. <laughs> um, were you friends with um, Elijah? Or yeah, yeah. We, we, had, we had been talking before that because I think maybe he had heard of... He'd heard of the in fellowship. In real life so, or on the internet? More like on... But actually like FaceTime, not just like Twitter. It was actually oh, okay, like... Okay, okay. We had... Yeah, he, he loved the FaceTime. We'd had yeah. a oh, call. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I just saw the um, inquiry or whatever they called it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we'd had a FaceTime... We had a FaceTime with like maybe 10 of us. Mm where he was asked, like, he interrogated us about what we believe. This is maybe, like, late 2019. Because mm. the ministers had heard about the fellowship mm. before social media heard about Swirly. So everybody was already talking and whatnot. Um, so we were like, you know what, let's do this properly. Let's just have an actual debate, organise sides, mm. allotted time, whatever. So Kufi just tweeted it. And then when we opened the room, it was full. Mm. And we were like, what the hell? Okay. Mm. let's try and upgrade full okay so then we had to up it to like and it was 300 people mm. and we went from like 9 to like 3am is this the debate that you were saying that yeah, um, Pastor Jonathan was on yeah 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 so during the, everybody the first one wasn't as structured like the later ones but even I was in one of these calls because I was seeing I was seeing the tweets yeah yeah, yeah it was hear what the youngers are saying nowadays <laughs> I think I lasted about half an hour. I said, this is good for them, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sleep, but it's good Elon for them. Elon was in them, wasn't he? Oh, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. He was on, the first one, he was on the whole night. So you don't I, remember, I, remember, I remember he tweeted at the end, it was something along the lines of, you know, I might not agree with everything these lot are saying, but we haven't seen anything like this before. This is really good for the body. Everybody's going to mm. study their Bibles, whatever. I mean, true. I think at least initially, I think that's a fair point. Get there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've, that was sort of everyone engaged online. I've never seen it before. Yeah. I, neither, never and I, it I don't, I genuinely don't know. I don't know if it was, I think the conditions, it being lockdown, people yeah, not having much to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People's like lockdown for a lot of people challenged their theology anyway. Yeah. Because yeah, they didn't really know yeah. what the to do anymore. It, yeah. yeah. So Even the um, Insta Lives, I mean, I probably shouldn't mention names, but I'm going to because it's, my podcast um you had insta lives with demi oh yeah right. that Listen, emmanuel fella who's talk. who's gone off the radar um yeah he oh i forgot uh, what his thing know. was he has he's Ayo, completely Ayola disappeared yeah 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 him mm. he's completely disappeared they used to it was funny anything to do with us they would do something at the same time so my fellowship was on thursdays they would him and emmanuel go live on thursdays during fellowship that's that is toxic. So I remember, I remember there was a time where Apostle Lodge was texting me like, "Yo, these lot are indirecting you right now on live. Jump mm. on live." I'm like, "I'm on fellowship. I'm not gonna look." But when we finished, they were still on. Mm. So then we all jumped on the live, and that was the first. That was the time I actually went live with Emmanuel. I actually wanted to go live with Demi. Okay. But Demi jumped off. Oh, okay. And it was okay. Emmanuel. And I was like, anyway, let's just have this conversation. Yeah, you and Demi would be a serious debate because. Both of you. You like to both like to debate. Yeah. <laughs> we went, we, I went to see him in person. Oh, is it? To have a debate? No. I went to see him just to show him that like it's not what people think it is. Oh, people, okay. people, I actually met someone yesterday who knew, well, they only saw me on socials and they were shocked at how chill I am in real life. Yeah, you're different. And I'm right? like, this, no, this is actually how I am. And when you meet me and you see how I am, then you mm. go back and read my tweets and you can see how I'm tweeting. Yeah, I can imagine. Like I said, I thought you were the scum of the earth. Yeah. I never But then when I came to your show and I met you, I was just like, rah, this guy's different, man. He's normal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but if you don't know me, you're going to see and read and interpret my tweets in a totally different way. Yeah, true. So, I would just be like, for the sake of peace, let me go. Or at least show that it's not, I'm not actually hostile. Like, I don't. Mm. This is not that. Yeah. So, we went to, he did a, what was his, uh, Team Obedience. They did a barbecue. Mm. They tweeted the address. They didn't say he needed tickets or anything. So, I said to the guys, let's go. So he pulled up. Obviously, they were. Sh I remember Demi's face because when we got there, it was in Greenwich Park, and Demi had left the group to get something from the car. Mm. So we got there as he was going to his car. Okay. So he's like getting stuff from the boot, and he looks up, and obviously we're there. And he, I, he's, I remember him thinking, I can, you could see on his face, he was thinking, 
what the hell are these guys here? <laughs> <laughs> he was shocked. And he was like, what are you, like, what are you guys doing? Like, he literally yeah. asked us, what are you guys doing? I was like, I came to see you. I said, what? what? I said, yeah, man. So we had like a whole chat. It was fun. Like, it was actually a really, really good time. Yeah. And I think after that, he tweeted, oh, you know, I met these guys. I've been not so bad or whatever. It's interesting, bro. One thing, one thing I want to talk about is um, the young girls that are following you lot, man. And when I said asked about influence earlier, there were a lot of girls doing wine glasses in their tweets, wine glasses in their in their bios. You had an army of girls following you. <laughs> I don't um so let me think. The people that would have had wine glasses in their bio were probably people that came to my fellowship. That I knew I'm, personally. I imagine so. I imagine so. That I knew personally. And this is when Christian Twitter was almost at its peak. Yeah, it was. Literally, just everyone was tweeting, finish works, finish works. <laughs> I, listen, I've been a Christian a long time, yeah. I've been saying for a long time. I hadn't heard finished works up until Swirly came. Well, you never heard of the time finished work? Never. It wasn't, never. I hadn't heard I'm of the guy, time I'm coming from work. a church, Big Daddy used to run. <laughs> Big Daddy true. wasn't preaching finished works true. in my old church. True, true. <laughs> they were preaching finished works. But these guys, these young girls, finished works, finished works. And what's the other one? There's another one. Um, are we saved or sinners? That one, <laughs> oh, everyone, everybody, Swirly, all of the girls, all of the, all of these young minions, used to be active, active tweeting whatever John says. They would, yeah. they will say it within their own opinion. And I thought, rah, this is what's going. This is what Swirly are doing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, and this is what I've been waiting to talk to John about. <laughs> a lot of these same girls no longer tweet about the gospel a lot of them are no longer tweeting about finished works a lot of them are no longer tweeting about um being saved or whether we're sinners a lot of them apparently don't go to church anymore what? so a lot of them are not christians and do you know who i think this is because of what, you're saying <laughs> <laughs> blame john i'm holding john accountable i hear it i do hear it. all right um, so let's talk about let's talk about the transition and how and how this happened so people how did you go from being having 300 plus people on the live, having that level of influence, having people tweeting that, to then people no longer believing in God? What do you think was the catalyst for that? I don't know if I don't know if people don't believe in God anymore. I don't really ask people like those people what they believe. Um, I think he's exaggerating the number of girls. <laughs> I can think of about four or five. There would have been others. I I describe it as there were two waves. There were the people that came to Platts. That's what we call the fellowship. It, like before lockdown then there were the people that began to believe in the finished work the second year after covid that was other people i'm talking yeah about. so those people for me when i look back they didn't have the foundation that the rest of us had had from the year before mm. so they were coming in they came in so i spent that whole first year teaching the finished work of christ the mm. whole we're dead to sin like we methodically went through scripture to like hammer home, you know, you know, uh, we're free from sin, we're dead to sin, we're alive in Christ, you know, we're righteous, we're holy, we're blameless, all these things. And I think you need that foundation before you start getting into the does God send people to hell? What about hell? What about all this like mm. out there stuff mm. that a lot of Christians can't handle? They came in after the debate. So the debates were where People, a lot of people didn't realize. A lot of people thought that we were like, I don't know if the word is, I don't know what the word would be, but we were a lot more calculated than people realized. Mm. And I was very targeted with who I would engage with and how I would engage with them. Mm. So, for example, if I saw a tweet I disagreed with, unless you were like a John Piper, I would actually DM you, mm. DM the tweet that I disagreed with and try and have a conversation about it. And if we had a conversation, I'd leave it there. Mm. If I DM, 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 and you don't reply, then I'm gonna address what you, I'm gonna address the tweet but on the TL. But then you think it's a bit mad, like just tweeting someone that you have no personal relationship with and trying to start a debate with them. Don't you think that can potentially come across as a bit antagonistic? Which no, is, that's that's what which, Christian Twitter is like. Yeah, but I mean, I oh, know really? because I know yeah, people yeah. like that. Yeah, people who do that to me. I'm glad nobody DM me. But no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't DM and be like, well, "You're wrong." No, obviously, but you'd be like, "Can you explain this further?" Yeah, like, but that's normal because even if you tweet, if you tweet anything. You'd either get people that, people that would ask it because they genuinely want to understand what you mean because it sounds like something they agree with, mm. or the other way. 
people want to catch you out and argue. Or they're like, I don't agree with this, but yeah, just to make sure I that I understand okay. everything you're saying before I say whether I agree or not, can you just explain to make sure that I've understood you correctly? So one or the other. Um, where was that? What, what, did we, what were we actually talking foundation. about? Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The foundation so, finished work. So it was, that was the foundation. All the John Crowder stuff was really what we'd had from the first year. So we'd been drinking all of that stuff before we then went into these other topics. Mm. So I and some of the swirly guys had already personally believed these topics, but we would never touch them. We never touched on them because we knew that most people wouldn't be able to handle. It would it would completely throw away mm. whatever. So we didn't talk about it. It was only when the Zoom debates happened that we had to openly be like, because mm. we couldn't truthfully answer questions without saying, actually, this is what I we think believe. at that point, that's probably when a few people started thinking, hmm, okay, let's have a listen to these guys. What let's beliefs what is it that are, is. what are the controversial beliefs that you, you guys have? Uh, so, I'm still not following. If people say stuff like the Bible's the word of God, I don't think that's, a, I don't think that's a good thing to say. I think Jesus is the word of God. And the implications of that are things like, Jesus reveals what God is like, the Father. Jesus, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He's the express image of the Father's person. There's all these scriptures that we, that kind of point to that. That's a very foundational doctrine. But what that then means is the Father that Jesus reveals is quite different to the God of the Old Testament and a lot mm-hmm, of stories mm-hmm. that we see in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So when we would preach about, and that's kind of normally how the conversation would naturally happen, is we teach so much about Jesus and the God of the father of Jesus and his love and they'll be like okay yeah but what about these stories in the Old Testament mm. and it got to a point where we'd be like well do you really want to know what we believe about those stories and that's when you would say that you didn't believe that the Bible is the word yeah. of God so the, but yeah but the Bible is the word of God everything and it's true I'm like, no it's, that's not so if you don't believe what do you if you don't believe the Bible I believe what the, the Bible says about the Bible that all scripture is, is inspired well I believe that the scriptures are inspired yeah, by God fine. and that's that's where I leave it I yeah I think that's I think further. that's a fair I actually do think that's a fair belief and I might somewhat agree in, in some ways. But anyway, continue. But yeah, so so stuff like that. But the thing is, and I realised this kind of maybe around the Zoom debate-ish time, that there are, I would say there are like four main pillars to evangelicalism as a whole. So hell, mm-hmm. the Bible being the word of God, the violence, this sort of stuff of the God of the Old Testament and penal substitution. And usually if you don't believe in one of those things, it's one of those things where if you, so yeah, I can say, you know, it's interesting. I can say, I don't believe in the Trinity mm. and most Christians, their alarm bells won't really ring. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. But if I say I don't believe the Bible's word of God, are you even a Christian? Yeah, that's some, a good point. Some people thought you didn't believe in the Trinity. I know. I know but, no, but, what's, but what's interesting to me is if you look through church history, like, the found like the first creeds all start with the trinity i believe in god the father i believe in jesus mm. the son i believe like that was everything to the early church mm. whereas for us everything's about the bible mm. what we believe about the bible we've mm. essentially made the bible an idol. and then also the people the early generations of christians were probably close enough to have eyewitness accounts of what actually happened so they didn't necessarily need as strong of a reliability on the bible as we do but anyway this is not meant to be a debate. So, <laughs> I just don't <I> just, <laughs> care back in time. You're gonna have people thinking, do I agree with it? <laughs> but yeah, so I had I had people, a couple people messaging me confused. I had a couple people messaging me like I don't know where I sit in my faith anymore. <clears throat> I've got I've got well, what did they they had a team? What were they called? Team Obedience. No, no, not his ministry. As in this him and I don't, I don't know if they had a name, but I know you're talking about. They had about. something, they man. Him and OPM, was it Bear something? I can't remember. Oh, Bear, oh no, no, no. That was, uh, so So that came from, so obviously there's wine. Yeah. So the wine, the whole sweaty wine thing, where mm. the wine came from was obviously new covenant, new wine. Mm. So the wine emoji symbolized the new covenant. And <laughs> one of the things that we used to get a lot of flack for at the beginning was that we would say, everybody that claims they preach new covenant isn't. They're all preaching mixture. Mm. You're preaching old and new together. And that's not how this works. Like it, Use either new or old. You don't mm. mix the two. So people were like, oh, so it's like beer then. So that oh. whole beer guy thing wasn't like a genuine thing. It was oh, just okay. a joke that people were running with. But oh, okay. essentially it was like, and I'm still like that today. Like I, I don't like mixture. But yeah. mixture is 
the flavor of the church right now. Like, I, it's no, just kind of is what it is. Yeah, I had a few people. Uh, I don't know whether I sit with them or whether I sit yeah, with these guys. Yeah, but that's because I feel like we always try to make things so like we try to put things into neat boxes so that our beliefs can all kind of fit together, which is why you have kind of like Calvinist, Calvinism theolo- theology that believes this. But I don't necessarily think that it's that black and white. And maybe if we just kind of stopped thinking like that, we would. I think it's easier more. probably because of where you are, where you're at in your faith, and probably might be easier coming from you. But for your average twenty-one year old, yeah, that's only, also true. Because piece. I was the twenty-one year old who had those questions as well, yeah. and I've kind of had to like work through those and come. You've come been safe for a long I'm time. Like, a lot yeah, of these people got saved because of true. Zoom debates. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> I swear, a lot of people found their faith. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean? true. That's maybe and a lot of people, like I remember, everyone was preaching online, so a lot of people kind of developed and got strengthened in their faith because of. Partly because of Swirly, a lot of these debates will probably help people, but there were just a couple that was just like, "What these Swirly guys saying? They're deep, and I don't know if they're wrong." But then I'm hearing two different things. One person saying they believe this, the other one saying that. Just where do they sit? Yeah. And I think obviously before these debates, I don't think a lot of these young Christians had heard of a lot of these things before. Yeah, like, I'm even not most Christians, even me, been saying yeah. for so long, yeah, I haven't Christian. heard people go so deep into finished works before. So yeah. even me, I said, let me listen to these guys. Let, let, let me see what this finished works is all about. So I can understand why there's younger ones that are like, raw Gabs, I don't know. Like, I do think where, it's a bit of an I intellectual debate. Yeah, no, it definitely is. There were definitely a lot of, like I said, there was definitely a lot of young ones that were riding for you guys. Like, I used to see a lot of ones riding for you. But then lockdown finished, and the things that these like now tweeting doesn't... I know, I know exactly It, what it doesn't tarry up with, with <laughs> what they were tweeting before. <laughs> I can't yeah, remember the exactly last time I've seen someone tweet finish works. Why? Yeah, Why, John? As <laughs> <laughs> if he's got the answer. He has to. I think I think it's a combination of and I remember when I first started class. Like I took ministry seriously. I didn't want to do ministry, but I was like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it properly. Because I've read too many stories about too many people falling off, whatever, cool. So I had what I called the Platz elders. Mm. And I remember they used to sometimes come. And one of them was like, give people time. There's a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of hype and stuff around this now. Mm. You're going to see a lot of people go crazy. But he was like, "They need you need years to soak in this thing first. Just in the first bit that we were teaching, like mm. the finished work stuff, for it to really, really sink in. Because we have to undo all the stuff you've learned before. Blah blah blah. Um. So he was like, "A lot of the people that you're kind of seeing here aren't going to be here soon. Mm. They're going to go off and do whatever. But we would then meet people that were because he was." The guy telling me this was like basically 40. And he was like, well, I heard this 20 years ago. Mm. And I didn't. I kind of took it in then, but then really it took 20 years for it mm. to really sink in. So I I personally think that's kind of what we're going to see. It's going to be, they're doing all this stuff now. Kind of, I guess you could call that a prodigal son type of thing where mm. they're going off and having their fun. All right, cool. But. Yeah, it's all season. Eventually. It, yeah. It happens. But the, but the, the difference is, I mean, people say we have freedom in Christ, but we don't preach freedom in Christ. We mm. preach freedom with boundaries. Whereas, like, you have actual liberty in the message that we preach. Like, yeah, you are actually works, free. You're sinner, so you yeah, might as well just do so you're actually you free. So now you have a choice because mm. there's no there's no guilt or shame or condemnation to hold you back from doing the stuff that you would have felt that you would have felt those things before mm. because we've taught you how this whole gospel thing works and the fact that you're actually forgiven and not like forgiven with like limits like you're actually fully forgiven mm. whether you believe or not whether you sin or not you're always forgiven God's not counting your sins against you mm. so now that people know that and they've internalised that it's like and I used to say this because obviously ministers would ask me like I or E-man would be like yeah but look and I'm like yeah but this is actually what they want to do I would personally rub like so scriptures like you know um, the Father wants people to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Mm. For me, part of that is I'm here because I want to be here, mm. not because I'm scared of something happening if I'm not. Or and for a lot of people, yeah, deep down, truth, but... deep down, fear of hell mm. is whether they know it consciously or not or subconsciously. That is a big influence for why a lot of people are doing what they're doing in church and why they believe what they believe is because they're scared that so a lot of people were worried about us believing certain things they're like yeah because if you're wrong we're going to hell so you guys don't believe in hell not the hell that people preach I don't believe that everybody burns forever now that doesn't believe yeah that's fair but you believe that there is a place called hell where people who don't believe in Jesus Christ go to temporarily sound like purgatory similar interesting 
having fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Similar. But the thing, and the, but thing yeah, that, the, the thing that was wild to me though is about is like what we were saying, and it's interesting because you talk about young Christians, but like, uh, because most of us, we're black, we probably come from a, like a charismatic Pentecostal background. Mm-hmm. Our denomination is young in the history of the church. Mm-hmm. We're like teenagers, mm-hmm. so we're in our rebellious stage. We don't want to listen to our parents because they all got it wrong. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. When it's like, so everything that we were saying, I could trace back and show you, no, look, two, two odd thousand years ago, this, this is, is what, what they were saying. Believe, yeah. This is nothing new. And actually, because obviously, if you don't agree with Christians now, you're a heretic, right? That's what we got branded as. Straight away, heresy, these guys are heretics, whatever. And it was like, well, actually, no. This is the qualification for being a heretic. Like the early mm. church has to yeah, disqualify what you brand that. They yeah. use that term anyhow. They have to disqualify what you believe, and what the early church majored on, we don't major on. Which is, what is God like? Who is God? And God is triune. That was the huge thing to them. Mm. It wasn't the Bible. They didn't even have an. Early, they didn't have a canon of scripture for like the first four hundred years of the church. Mm. And it was like, oh, we've made like if you look at a statement of faith today, the first thing at the top is we believe the Bible's the on fallible infallible word of god da, 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 mm. and then everything else and i was like no that's not how it's meant to be it's this is what we believe about god mm. about jesus in particular mm. very very we were very the word we use is christocentric mm. it was very everything's about jesus to me that's he's the the greek word is telos he's the end of all things like mm. that's this is what the whole story unfolding is about true. i don't think there's anything that, that was the other thing so there were re- like so people like i think iman took us in more because despite everything that we were saying that was wildish or wild and out there, our unwavering focus on Christ and what we were saying, it was like, ah, I'm going to have to hear them out because that, we would be more Christocentric and focused on Christ than anyone else. And when people weren't, we would call it out and be like, this isn't talking about Christ. Why are you paying attention to it? Mm. So back to what you were saying there anyway. I think what we're watching now is that sort of thing unfold or let's say, um, the parable of the sower where it's like for a lot of people it didn't mm-hmm. take time to really take root because a lot of the people that came to Platts super early on mm. a lot of them are still they're just quiet because the other thing that happens is the longer you're in mm. you get it's, bro it was tiring mm. I was I would be there are people that would call me at 4am because they're on debates because they want a debate. No, they're on a debate. They're trying oh, to tell okay. people what. Oh yeah, da, 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 and they have these people have questions. Oh, and they so can't they need ask you them. to. They call me, yo, John. I'll be jumping up at four a.m. Answering all the Jeez, questions for them. Wow. People send me a Zoom link. John, I need you to help me. I'm running a Bible study. I need your help. Right, call, cool, jump on. Mm. So I was just tired, and obviously it's very like. I don't know if you watched the Zoom debates, but I remember there was a point where people were messaging me because you just get so much abuse from Christians. <laughs> yeah. You're just getting, you're just getting hurled. I imagine you got a lot of it. Hundred percent. I was just tired, man. Mm. I imagine like, the people that was there from from the jump were probably still riding, or they might be silent. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say. So you get you just but now new, now yeah. that you come in, you're just like now that you've been in it for a while, you're just like people are gonna believe what they're gonna believe when they're open to a conversation. Mm. I'm here, but I'm not gonna try and force you to believe it. I'm talking about a lot of a lot of Christian Twitter. We can we're gonna discuss the fall off of Christian Twitter. A lot of Christian, a lot of Christian Twitter just non-existent. Now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they came in that second wave. And, I don't think and that's the second that. wave I'm talking about. Obviously, the first wave, I didn't know. I, I'm just seeing the, the... The second wave is the pandemic, Yeah. Right?